0: Greetings, thanks to God. This is Pastor Monty Lester of the Cedar Grove Church, and uh, we're grateful to God for you tuning in today. I believe there's a word from heaven, uh, and I'm anxious to show it, share it with you today. I want to call your attention to 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, verses 8 through 16. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verses 8 through 16 will be our focus and our foundation today. But uh, I want to just, for the benefit of brevity, skip down to verse number 12 and begin reading there. And I'm sharing from the New King James Translation, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 18 through 16. Again, it's our focus and our foundation, but I want to begin reading at verse number 12. The word of God says, So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Somebody shout first and bring it to me and afterwards make some for yourself and your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. The bin of flour should not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah and she and her household ate many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the oil jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Uh, Today, the Lord and I want to speak from the subject, thrive again, thrive again, amen. Some of you know, some of you may not know, but we've been going through a sermon series called the Again series, uh, where God has given us sneak previews of coming attractions, where we're able to get to those things that we love doing again. I know we've been away from those things for a while, but God is just letting us know that this season will pass, This too shall pass. The day will come when we're able to do those things that we've been missing again. We'll be able to live again, laugh again, love again. And today God wants us to uh, wants me to remind you that we can uh, thrive again. In other words, we can prosper. We can go forth with power and authority. Uh, We can thrive again. And what and throughout this whole series, what the spirit of the Lord wants me to remind you of is how do we handle the meanwhile? Uh, what do you do right now? Uh, critical actions, decisions, thoughts, critical responses uh, to not just endure uh, this burden, uh, but to embrace the blessings. And what God is telling us today is that not only can we survive through this season, but we can thrive even in the midst of this season. We can thrive even in the meanwhile. And the secret to the success today, what I wanna talk about as as far as our key to success, how do we thrive again is how we model generosity. Yes, God bless you, good night. That's the whole sermon right there. Yes, Lord, God wants us to look at how we model generosity. That's gonna be our secret to success. How we are able to thrive again is how we handle what God has placed in our hands In this season, because as we model generosity, we understand that we can thrive. The Bible has promised us time after time that that we can thrive based on how we handle uh, uh, the things that God has placed in our hand, how we model generosity. Uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 19 tells Paul says, for my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. The Bible talks about it time after time, how we can thrive if we have a generous spirit. The Bible says in Psalms 28, verse number seven, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart gladly rejoiced with my song. Will I praise him? Yes, Lord, the psalmist goes on and talks about how we can thrive uh, uh, again. It says right here in Psalms 36, verse number eight, And they shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Yes, Lord. The Bible talks about how we can thrive time after time. He talks about it. You may know this one in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restored my soul. Yes, Lord, for he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley, yeah, and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God wants us to thrive. Amen. That's his promise. He's promised to provide for us. He's promised to be a good shepherd uh, for the sheep. That's what he wants us to do. And that brings me to our text today, because our text really talks about how we can thrive again, how we can prosper, how we can go forth with power and authority, even in the season of famine. Even in a season of plague, God is telling us that we can thrive again. And again, the secret to success is how we model generosity. And that brings me to my text here in this 17th chapter of the book of 1 Kings, uh, where there is an encounter between a hungry prophet and a broke widow. Uh, Some of you are familiar with the story. Amen. The prophet, uh, they're talking about this prophet Elijah, this mighty man of God, this mighty man who always spoke truth to power. Uh, Elijah was the one who reigned during the uh, who uh, spoke the word from God uh, during the reign of King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Uh, he was one that spoke truth to power. Uh, as a matter of fact, the truth that Elijah often spoke was God's displeasure with the idols that the people had of that day. And at the time of the text, uh, the prophet Elijah has said, "You know what? There should be no rain in the land." Uh, Until the Lord says so again. So they were going through a season where there was no rain uh, for years. Uh, Some theologians say it was two to three years where there was no rain in the land at all. And there was a severe famine that hit the land. There was a severe famine. Uh, People were going without. Uh, People did not have enough to meet their basic needs. Uh, A severe famine in the land. Uh, but even in the midst of this, what I love about this story and what uh, uh, what God is saying in this text, he's talking about God's providence, his peace, his protection and his provision. And most importantly, God's providence and his provision. Amen. God is one that has promised to provide for his children. And in this encounter, yes, Lord, when Elijah comes up on the scene, uh, he meets a, a widow who is gathering two sticks to prepare her last meal for her son. Uh, the famine had hit so bad that you know what? She was making preparations for her last meal where she was going to prepare a meal for her and her son, and that she was getting ready to die. But because she modeled generosity, because she had a generous spirit and a generous heart, uh, uh, the God that we serve uh, uh, allowed us to learn something from. The lesson today, uh, that how if we do just what this woman did, hallelujah! Not only can we survive the famine, but we can thrive through it because the Bible says that throughout this whole time, that uh, uh, this woman uh, was able for her and her household as well as the prophet to be able to feast throughout the entire season. Yes, Lord, two whole years, uh, this woman right here was able to have all the needs of her house uh supplied so as we go through the text let's let's look at what she did uh because i believe there are some transferable principles uh that we can learn today some things that uh, we can model just like this woman did right here so that we can also thrive that we can not only survive but we can thrive again uh can we go deeper today uh so again uh we all know elijah we know uh, all the things he did and how god provided for him He provided in 1 Kings chapter 17 uh, with the raven and the brook. Yes, Lord, he provided for him right here with this widow. Uh, He provided for him in uh, 1 Kings 18 when he called fire down from heaven. Uh, he provided for him in first Kings chapter 19. Yes, Lord. When uh, Jezebel was chasing him and he had a situation where uh, he wanted to eat, uh, God provided a uh, hot bread for him. Yes, Lord. God always provided for Elijah. He always provided for the man of God. But really, the star of the story today is not Elijah. Uh, the star of the story is this widow. And this is what we want to do we want to look at this widow and how she modeled generosity and how god because of what she did uh, god blessed her and her entire household Uh, so uh, as we go deeper into the text today number one the first thing i want to lift up is uh, as we model generosity uh, the first test that we want to pass is how we handle things that are heavenly how do we handle things that are heavenly i'm in verse 13 The Bible says, and Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake and from it first bring it to me and afterwards make some for yourself and your son. How do we handle heavenly? Yes, Lord. how do we handle the heavenly message? In other words, how do we handle God's message? How do we handle God's messenger and how do we handle God's mission? Uh, His purposes and His will. Let me ask you, is God's messenger, God's message and and God's mission, is that first priority in your life or is it last priority in your life? Or or does uh, does his message, his messenger and his mission have no priority at all? And I know I'm losing some likes right about there. Amen. Because believe it or not, uh, I believe the devil has gotten a lot of uh, mileage on how we handle uh, God's priorities. How we handle God's messenger and his message. Uh, uh, because there are some situations, yes, Lord, they do exist where people have been turned away from church and God and his word altogether because people think that all we're after is money. But let me challenge you today. Amen. It is a principle of God that as you sow into God's messenger, as you sow into God's mission, uh, as you sow into the message of God, as you put the things of God first uh god has a way of taking care of you and i'm not asking for an offering amen i'm 100 I'm convinced that the saints of cedar grove has taken care of this house uh, as a matter of fact with what we have modeled already i have no doubt in my mind that god will still supply all of our needs but what i'm trying to do is just help somebody else today uh to help you understand that that if you take care of god's business God will take care of your business. If you put God first, guess what? God will put you first. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, so how do we handle a heavenly message from God? The Bible said that Elijah came to this woman and says, you know what? I know you're in a bad situation. Uh, I, I, I know that you don't have much in your hand. Uh, I, I know you have made plans for this last uh, little bit of stuff that you have. But if you would do this, uh, if you would take that and and make me a meal first. Then, afterwards, you go and uh, prepare something for yourself and your son... Hallelujah. Uh, uh, uh. In other words, if you put the messenger and the man of God first, guess what? God says, I'm going to take care of you. Uh, God's going to take care of you. Does anybody know that when you see first the kingdom of heaven, his righteousness, that all of these things shall be added unto you? Matthew 6 and 33. Do you understand when you bring your first fruits into the storehouse that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing? There should not be room enough to receive. And the challenge today Is how do we handle this heavenly message? Uh, How do we handle this heavenly message and how do we handle what God is speaking to the saints of God during this season? Because, believe it or not, he's speaking even now. He's speaking even now. He's telling us, yes, Lord, to put to put him back on the throne, uh, to put him first. Uh, the first commandment, thou shall have no other God before me. And I believe God has allowed uh, some of the things that we've often depended upon uh, uh, our, our jobs, our, our careers, our, our, our resume, uh, uh, other things. He's allowed all of that to crumble so that we can focus back on him. And I've learned that if you put God first, he has a way of putting you first. But let me say this today. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that the, devil, uh, the desire of the devil has always been for us to doubt the voice of God. That's always been the desire of the devil, uh, for us to doubt the voice of God. You can go back to the beginning, even with Adam and Eve, uh, after God had given them the commandment, the devil said, did God really say that you need to do that? And that's what the devil is saying even now. Did God really say that you need to continue to sow? Uh, does God really say that you need to, get, uh, uh, to serve? Uh, Did God really say that you need to give of your time, your talent and your treasure? Uh, And I want to let you know that a little doubt often has a similar but opposite impact as a little faith. And what the devil wants to do is place a little doubt in your heart. uh, uh, And that's all it takes for a little doubt is to come in and to attract the negative the same way that a little faith attracts the positive. Yes, Lord. And uh, but in the midst of it all, I don't know about you. I've gotten to the point that if God said it. I believe it. And I'm going to take him at his word. Yes, Lord. And I may not have much faith uh, during this season, but I have enough faith in the heavenly message of God that now I can still speak to mountains. Uh, a little faith and say, be thou removed into the sea. So, again, God is saying, how do you handle the heavenly message when God is speaking? With all of these ministers that are now on Facebook, when God is speaking and giving you a word in your prayer time, yes, Lord, how are you handling that heavenly message? Uh, uh, That's how you model generosity. Number one. okay, And then number two, God is more concerned about what's in your heart than he is with what's in your hand. God is more concerned about what's in your heart than he is with what's in your hand. Believe it or not, God wants you more than he wants your stuff. Let me say that again. God wants you more than he wants your stuff. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And I'm gathering a couple of sticks uh, that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son." that we may eat it and die lord have mercy in other words this woman was in a situation where she didn't have much stuff in her hand but she did have generosity in her heart Uh, she'd already made up her mind and made plans that i don't even have enough to uh, go through this famine Uh, all i have left in my uh in my house is a little oil in uh, a little meal. And guess what? We've already decided that this is just enough for one more meal. Uh, I'm at my last end. Uh, that's all I have. It's just this little stuff and I'm going to prepare it for my son and myself and we're going to eat it and we're going to die. But again, God is more concerned about what's in your heart than he is with what's in your hand. Do you understand that God works uh, with little stuff? And really, that's what uh, the test right there, amen, is when you are down to just a little bit, uh, when you don't, when you know for a fact that you don't have enough uh, uh, to do what you desire to do, uh, the test is, are you going to consume it or are you going to contribute it? Uh, the test is, are you going to trust God or are you going to entrust in your resources to help you through this season? Amen. Because, again, God really wants to test what's inside your heart. He doesn't care about how much is in your hand. He cares about what's in your heart. Because, again, God works with little stuff. Does anybody remember the widow with two mites? Yes, Lord. Does anybody remember the boy with the two fish? Uh, and right here in this text, this woman had two sticks. And some of you have been down to your last two dollars. But the God that I serve, he can take that little bit right there. Yes, Lord. And, and if you decide to consume it or excuse me, contribute it instead of consume it, and the God I serve, say, you know what? I know you gave your last. I, I know you didn't have much, but you gave what you had from a willing heart. Yes, Lord. I'm more concerned with what's in your heart than what's in your hand. And because you you had a giving heart and you gave what was in your hand. Guess what? I'm going to take care of you. Amen. God takes care of a generous heart. And what it is is, is, is this is a test between really what's in your heart. Amen. Because some of you are familiar with what I call a stingy spirit. Amen. Uh, a stingy spirit. Uh, has anybody ever dealt with uh, a stingy spirit or, 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 or a cheap spirit? Uh, Lord have mercy. Have you ever had to deal with somebody who was stingy, who was cheap? Uh, the worst thing you can do is date somebody or deal with somebody ooh, uh, that's cheap, uh, that's, that's stingy, uh, because really it's not a concern about or it's not a matter of what's in their hand. It's a matter of what's in their heart. A cheap spirit comes from a cheap heart, because believe it or not, it doesn't matter if they got little or if they got a lot. Uh, a cheap spirit or a stingy spirit will always want to consume it. Uh, uh, and versus contributed. A stingy spirit always wants to get more versus uh, give more. And regardless of how much they have, they can get their stimulus check. Uh, uh, they can get a big paycheck. They can get a, a, another job and another raise. Uh, and some people say, you know what, when I make more, I'm going to give more. But believe it or not, if you don't have a generous heart, it doesn't matter how much you make. Uh, it doesn't matter how much power or authority you have, uh, or resources at your disposal, if your heart hasn't been changed, if you don't have a generous heart, then you'll still have a cheap spirit. Uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, I, I, I love my kids. Lord have mercy. And I, and I know many of you love yours too. But, but have you ever been in a situation where you bought your kids something and then you, uh, asked for a little bit of it back? Uh, uh, you've asked, you bought them a a piece of candy and say, you know what? Can, can daddy have a little bit of that? And, and your child acting like a a couple of mine did once upon a time, they, they have an expression on their face, uh, where they didn't want to give you a bite of that candy bar that you just bought them. Do you understand that your heavenly father is the same way? Yes, Lord. Because the Psalmist said in Psalm 24, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world, and they that dwell therein. Believe it or not, God owns it all anyway. God is not concerned about what's in your hand. Uh, he's more concerned about what's in your heart. Because believe it or not, if you got a, if you have generosity in your heart, amen, generosity will flow through your hand. And if you're one that would give back to God, uh, to God's man, uh, to God's mission, to God's message, yes Lord, if you would uh, hear that and do that, God will make sure that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive and just like this woman right here yes lord you can feast even in the midst of a famine amen uh uh uh, and what i've learned about god is that that he wants your heart hallelujah he wants your heart more than he wants your stuff uh, uh, he wants us to be a cheerful giver. And I was going to say, you know what, when you run across a cheap spirit, pray for me because I have difficulty dealing with that. But don't pray for me because I believe God loves. Uh, 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 uh. He hates a cheap spirit, too. As a matter of fact, he loves a cheerful giver. It's in your Bible. Second Chronicle, Second Corinthians, excuse me, chapter nine, verse seven, that God loves uh A cheerful giver. And if you give cheerfully, if you give uh, uh, abundantly, if you give with the intention of being a blessing to somebody else, if you give with the intention of being a blessing to God, his kingdom and his mission. Guess what? God always makes sure that everything that you need, he always takes care of everything that you need in your household. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So so uh, uh, God wants us to have a generous heart. And believe it or not, it doesn't matter how much you have uh, uh, in your hand. It matters what you have in your heart. Uh, the rich young, young ruler, he's a perfect example of that. He had a lot of stuff. Uh, but when God told him to, to give all, sell all he has and give it to the poor, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 19 that he went away sad. Because although he had a lot of stuff in his hand, uh, he didn't have generosity in his heart. And, and some of us are just like that, too. And that's what God is challenging us to do today. Hallelujah. Is to really have a generous heart. And 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 there are times when God wants you to contribute something that you want to keep. Mm. Uh, God wants you to contribute something that you want to keep. But if you have a generous heart, God would do great things with that. Uh, the last thing I want to lift up today is uh, 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 as we talk about this thing called generosity. Yes, Lord, modeling it. Uh, First of all, how you handle the heavenly things of God. How do you handle God's message? How do you handle God's messenger? How do you handle God's mission? Uh, uh, Number one. Number two, uh, not only how do you handle the heavenly, but how uh, your heart, what's inside your heart is always more important than what's inside your hand. Uh, God wants you more than he wants your stuff. Uh, And the last thing is you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. Usually I I have alliterations, yes Lord, how to handle the heavenly, what's in your hand is more important than what's in your uh, your heart more than your hand. But God didn't even give me an alliteration right here. He said, you know what, make this as plain as you can. Uh, Simplify it, don't sugarcoat it. He says, you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. Lord have mercy, I feel like preaching and then shouting off my own preaching right there. Uh, does anybody know that when you take care of God's things, uh, that God would take care of your things? Uh, uh, you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The Bible says because this woman did what Elijah the prophet said for her to do. Verse number 15, she went away and did according to the word of Elijah and she and he and her household eight many days. Verse 16, the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Again, do you know that you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try? As you are good to God, God will be good to you. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, The Bible says that because she adhered to the word of God, because she did what the man of God said and because she took care of him, the Bible says that, you know what, God is an abundant type of God. Uh, he took care of the prophet. He took care of her. He took care of her son. And she ate many days. In other words, she feasted for two whole years because of she contributed Instead of consuming what she had in her hand, she ate for two whole years. Yes, Lord. In other words, she was down to a situation where she was gathering two sticks to eat her last meal and die. But instead of consuming it, uh, she contributed it Uh, uh, instead of keeping it. Hallelujah. uh, uh, She was able to have a generous heart and gave what was in her hand. uh, from a generous heart and God blessed it and her and her entire household ate many days and somebody understands this uh, as I get ready to close today uh, you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try do you understand that this is not your first famine this is not the first time you apply for unemployment uh, this is not the first time that a recession has hit the land This is not the first time that we've had skyrocketing unemployment and the same God uh, that took care of you back then. Guess what? He is the same God that will do it again. But what God is testing us, my brothers and my sisters, is is that if we can model generosity, if we can trust in what God is saying during this season to say, you know what? I want you to cast down every idol. Uh, I want you to prioritize me. Put me back on the throne. Put me back uh, first in your heart, not doing all these other things, all the other games that you got to run to, but put me first. And if you put me first, guess what? I'm going to put you first. Uh, uh, And not only that, it doesn't matter how much you have in your hand, but if you got love in your heart, yes, Lord, if you got a generous heart, if you're willing to give, uh, if you're willing to contribute and not just consume, guess what? I don't care if your stimulus check never comes. I don't care if you don't qualify for unemployment. The God I serve, yes, Lord, he has a way of sending whatever you need to take care of whatever you need. Yes, Lord. God, uh, he took care of Elijah. Yes, Lord. When the brook dried up and the raven didn't show up, uh, God still took care of Elijah. Uh, He sent him from that situation even to a broke widow and he used her to take care of him. And then even after that, he still fed Elijah with bread. And God not only took care of the prophet, amen, but he took care of the pew member too. He took care of the broke widow. And because she didn't mind modeling generosity, Because she didn't mind giving of what she had, hallelujah, to the kingdom of God, to the things of God, to the mission of God, uh, surrendering to God's will and not just her will. God made sure uh, that she was able to be able to to eat throughout that whole situation. And I'm wondering today, has God taken care of you before I'm wondering is there anybody that knows that God's credit is good with you? Yes, Lord. And you know that as you seek his will, yes, Lord, that all of these things shall be added unto you. And as a matter of fact, as you seek his will, he'll take care of your bill. As a matter of fact, he doesn't care about how much you have in your hand. The Bible tells us that a cattle on a thousand hills, they belong to him. And if he was hungry, he would not tell you. He doesn't care about what you have in your hand. What he's concerned about is what you have in your heart. And if you are willing to give it to him willingly, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And I'm through today, but I want to share this one testimony with you today, because believe it or not, I know we often preach giving. Uh, I know a lot of pastors and preachers. uh, And again, that's one of the things I believe the devil uses often. Uh, uh, to, to take people away from the church because people have mishandled, uh, some things that have been entrusted in their care. And yes, that's true. But believe it or not, there are some good churches out there. Uh, uh, there are some good pastors out there and, and you don't have to give to this ministry. God bless you. If you do, we'll receive it. Amen. But, but you need to give to somebody. You need to give to something because believe it or not, this is not just something that I preach. This is something that I pastor. This is something that I practice. Lord, have mercy. I I was wondering if the Lord God would let me put this into the message. But I got to obey the Holy Spirit today because uh, when I was preparing this message, um, he took me back to a time in my life when um, I had to practice what I'm preaching today. Uh, There was a time, yes, Lord, when uh, I was trying to keep something uh, that God was trying to kill. I, uh, I, I was at a situation in my accounting career. Lord, help me today. And uh, I was at a good job. Yes, Lord. And God was paying me a lot of money. Yes, Lord. And and believe it or not, I wanted to stay on that job. But I want to let you know that I I heard a message uh, from the first part of this same text right here. First Kings chapter 17 uh, from Bishop Walker. And he said just this. Yes, Lord. He said when the raven, when the brook dries up and the raven doesn't show up. Lord, have mercy. And what God was saying in that sermon was how God transitions his people and takes you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And that if you trust him, his providence and his provision would take care of you. Yes, Lord. And what he uh, did in that time is, believe it or not, I wanted to keep that job. And in uh, and, and one of the few times in my career, yes, Lord, I was asked to leave a situation. Lord, have mercy. I was asked to leave a job. Yes, yes, yes. Because I'm confident in my abilities, and yes, I can do this thing with effectiveness and efficiency. Uh, and I was asked to leave that job that I wanted to keep. But believe it or not, God is sovereign. Lord, have mercy. He is sovereign. And, and, and when I was praying to the Lord, like, Lord, I want to stay here. Yes, Lord, this is an easy job. I can do this with ease. I, I can still do what I've been called to do and do this with ease. But, but God says, do you trust me? Uh, do you trust me? And because I had heard that message, guess what? Not only did I sow into, uh, not only did I receive the message, but I sowed into the messenger. Yes, Lord. Uh, didn't have much at the time. Yes, Lord. Even after the, the, the brook dried up, uh, I still sowed. Yes, Lord. I sowed into the messenger. And, and even in the midst of that situation, God used that. Because he was saying throughout the whole situation, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And I'm like, Lord, you know what? The raven is not showing up and the brook has dried up. Uh, uh, I'm not getting any meals from the raven and the brook has dried up. But do you understand that God shall supply all your need? Because what he did is as you pass, as I passed that test of faith, the God I serve, yes, Lord, uh, as I sold into God's mission, God's messenger uh, uh, and, and received God's message, God took that situation. Lord, have mercy. In just a little while, yes, Lord. God blessed me with a much better situation. Yes, Lord, a much better salary, a much better company, a much better uh, overall situation. And all I'm saying today, my brothers and sisters, is the same God that took care of me is the same God that'll take care of you. And I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. God can be trusted today. But the question to consider is, do you trust him? Will you trust him when you can't trace him? Will you trust him when your brook dries up and your raven doesn't show up? Will you trust him uh, when God takes you from one situation and tells you to go to somebody who's doing worse than you are? Yes, Lord, because of her generosity, because of what she modeled, God blessed her. He blessed the kingdom. He blessed the man of God. And as a consequence, she was able to feast even in the midst of this famine. So my my prayer for you, my brothers and sisters, is that you receive what the word is saying today. Uh, God is challenging you just to receive the word today uh that you can thrive again but you got to model generosity trust him when you can't trace him and i'm going to pray for you today because i i just believe again that somebody's on the threshold of decision right now i believe somebody uh is wrestling with what god is saying and even what the devil is saying and i just believe today that as you trust him in this season god will take care of you as well as your household can i pray with you today let's pray uh heavenly heavenly father we love you Lord, we worship you. We adore you. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, what you desire to do in this season. Lord, we understand that this season, this plague, this famine did not catch you by surprise. Lord, you saw it coming. But even in the midst of it all, Lord, you had a plan. uh, You had a purpose. And your desire is to draw us back to you. And Lord God, there's somebody that's listening to this message today uh, that has trusted you in times past. But Lord, for whatever reason, they they have fallen away. Uh, They've trusted in uh, their own resources. They've trusted in their own cash, car, cribs, and careers. And Lord, what I believe you're doing right now is you're calling all of us back to you. Not to trust in any of that, but to trust in your son, Jesus. Not only as Savior, but trust him as Lord. And Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would touch every heart, that you would touch every mind. Lord God, that you would minister to those broken places. Lord God, I pray right now that you would speak to that situation, Lord God, that the enemy has gotten so much mileage out of it. Lord God, that even that situation where we didn't intend to fall away, we just got too busy to love you. I thank you for this season, this season of rest that you've given, that you're calling us all back to you. Bring us back home, oh God, to make you first priority, that we can serve you whatever we have first. Because, as always, you're not concerned about what's in our hand. You're concerned about what's in our heart. Create within us a clean heart. Renew within us the right spirit. And, Lord God, because you're faithful, as we turn to you, O God, you will turn to us. Lord God, you will open up the windows of heaven. You promised you would pour out the blessing there should not be room enough to receive. You promised that if we give, it shall be given unto us. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Supply every need. Hold back the plague. Hold back the disease, O God. Hold back anything that the enemy was send to devour what you've tried to do in our lives. So we thank you now for your will, for your mission being accomplished in the earth. Bless us now as only you can. We love you. We worship you. We adore you. It's in the name of Jesus we do pray. And all the saints of God is say, amen. Well, saints of God, we love you. Uh, we love you. God loves you even more. And what we want to do today, again, is to challenge you to model generosity. If he did it for this poor widow, if he did it for his profit, guess what? He'll do it for you and I. He'll continue to supply our every need according to his riches and glory. And believe it or not, God will bless you so good that you won't look like what you've been through. God will take you up higher. He'll do some things that'll blow your mind that 10 years later, you'll still be wondering, Lord, how did you do what you did? God is good today. And I just wanted to be transparent with you today. I just wanted to come and just share with you, Justin, the most humble way that I know how to let you know that I'm not just pra- preaching this thing. I'm practicing it as well. And God has been so good. He's blown my mind. And I want to just share my medicine with you today to let you know that the same God that has blessed me, uh, protected me, provided for me, he'll do the same for you. Again, the word of God for the people of God. And the people of God did say amen. God bless you. God bless you. And may he for keep you Is our prayer.